Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. We sold a thousand albums and I wasn't gigging. I wasn't really out there doing it. And people said, well, who wrote the lyrics? Um, We did. Yeah, but who did the music? Um, We did. Yeah, but who? Well, we did it all. And they went, well, how do you know how to do that? Eric, I can only put it down to God because we didn't know. We didn't know we couldn't do it, so we did it anyway. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story, where today we have some country music for you from New South Wales singer Jane Kellaway. Besides being a singer, Jane Kellaway is also a three-time Australian People's Choice Award winner for Most Popular Country Music Presenter and has her own nationwide radio program. Today she shares the role Faith plays in her life and how she and her husband were introduced to Faith in the Lord at a multi-level marketing conference, which is not exactly the usual place someone hears an invitation to accept Christ. Jane's chatting with Eric Scatterbo. We know we can count on him, solid as a rock. Cool, calm and collected, the saviour of the day, modern Iron Man. Oh yeah, Mama married a man. That's the song Mama Married a Man by country music singer Jane Kellaway who joins us today from a community radio station in MacArthur, New South Wales, where she has a weekly program. Jane Kellaway, welcome to the program. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me, mate. Glad to have you on. And that song, Mama Married a Man, I believe you think about your husband when you sing that song. Is that right? Well, I probably should say that he wrote it about himself. (laughs) So that's why I think about him when I sing it, most definitely. Yeah, he's a pretty good songwriter, my hubby. That's one of the neat things about the two of you. You make music together. We do. He mostly comes up with most of the lyrics. Um, I kind of tweak a few things here and there in case, you know, you could have better English or, (laughs) you know, it might flow a little bit better. And then I put the music to it. We look at that and and I think, oh, that sounds a bit like someone else's song. We better change that. And, yeah, so it's a joint effort, you might say. That's great. Well, I had the pleasure of meeting your husband, Fred, a few weeks ago when he was in Melbourne on business, and he got to chatting with a group of us guys. We have a Wednesday evening Bible study, and he joined us for the study, and we were talking to him, but all he wanted to talk about was his wonderful country music singing wife. So I said, I have to hear this music and get to know a bit of your story. Mate, he does that all the time. Everywhere I go, when people meet me, they say, oh, your husband just loves you so much. All he does is talk about you. And I mate, I am so blessed and highly favored when it comes to having a husband like him. He's, he is truly wonderful. I'm, I really am a lucky lady. Well, we want to find out how the two of you met and a little bit of your story and how you got to be a country music singer. Okay, well, here's the short version because it could go on for a little while. Um, We actually met in the lounge room of my auntie's home. Now, mum's the eldest. My auntie's only a couple of years younger, sorry, older than me. And we met on our way to a bodybuilding competition. Bodybuilding competition? Yes, yeah. Fred is a champion bodybuilder. He was Mr. New South Wales back in... 
85. Really? Yeah, yeah. If, if I would have known that, I would have been a lot nicer to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he still looks pretty good today, I must admit, when he shapes up against one of our sons who's just starting in that arena. He still looks pretty good, I'll tell you right now. But uh, that's how we met. We we just hit it off straight away. I have a dancing background. And mm. so, in actually, in physical culture, some of your listeners might understand. And we just, we clicked. And I was really impressed that he wasn't trying to hit on me straight away and, you know, the norm sort of thing. He was very respectful and he invited me to come and see him work. And I went, oh, what do you do at the club? Do you collect glasses? And he went, no, I'm a bouncer. I went... Oh, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm all of 18 years of age when I meet him. He's 27, so there's a big difference in our ages. So, yeah, that was, um, I don't know, coming up to 30 years marriage in May of this year. Wow. Yeah, long time, mate, long time. And then how did Faith come into the picture? Uh, okay, well, we I was raised a Catholic and... Just sort of, I don't know, I was always looking for something more. I just figured there was more than just going to church of a Sunday and raised in the era that if you don't go to church, you're going to hell, that kind of an era, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, thankfully, mum doesn't believe that anymore. And I was at a, I just had our first daughter, so Brittany was born, and Fred and I were at an Amway convention in Sydney. And a part of the convention, because people come from all over Australia, they put on a non-denominational Sunday service for those that can't get to church. Mm-hmm. We went and we sat right up the very back because it's like, I'm not, I don't really want to be there. But I did because I was curious. So mm-hmm. I'd never heard of Hillsong music or anything like that. And from memory, I'm pretty sure it was Darlene Check or someone like her oh, that wow. was, yeah, was doing the service that day. They bought Hillsong in. And they, I love the music. Like, the music just got me straight up. I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. And they did an altar call. I excused myself from hubby and went down and went, I've just got to go to the loo, you know. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. And I went to the bathroom, came back to the side of the stage, and that was it. I was gone. I was, I was all in, mate. I was there. I was not leaving and just crying and weeping. And I knew that God wanted to do something special in my life. I always believed that. I didn't quite know what that looked like, but I just I knew that I was I wasn't just meant to be a sheep and follow, you know, I was mm. meant to do something. And through that business came to know the Lord. Freddie came to know the Lord probably six months later. And that's a whole nother story in itself. I can remember him trying to actually escape from a Sunday service and God just smacked him down face first into the ground. He's bawling his eyes out and, of course, all the people around just comforting him and saying, it's okay, mate, it's okay. You know, this is a good thing. Um, yeah, so that was 26, well, actually coming up to 20, yeah, 26 years ago because our daughter's just had her birthday. So that's how it all began. Do you remember anything of the content of the message you heard that really touched your heart so much? No, no. I can just remember the feeling of being in that room and just Mm. being overwhelmed. It was more or less just warm and fuzzies, I I can remember. Even sitting here now, I can feel my heart beating just talking about it, and I can feel the emotion. Yeah, I can feel it. I'm not going to cry, but I can feel it welling up inside me just talking about it. And I know now that that's God's love. That is something I know and can testify to, that that feeling I get is God's love for me. So you Mm. just knew that there was something more in the spiritual dimension. 
Yeah, and I didn't know what, and I could see all the joy on people's faces. I said to them one day, do you think I could be a part of what you do? And they went, well, sure. They didn't even ask me if I could sing. They just said, yeah, come along, come and sing. And for, I don't know, a couple of years, I kind of felt like the the weak link because they could all sing and I couldn't. So Fred said to me, look, we've got $20 a week that you spare. Why don't you go and have a singing lesson? And that led me to getting my confidence up, I suppose. And then a singing teacher saying to me, you know, you really lend yourself to country music. I went, oh, really? Are you sure? Like anything but country? Because in my eyes, country music was the dog died, the old man down the road (laughs) ran off with the old lady and they're both dead around. You know, it was that kind of, I didn't know. So you just wanted to sing. You didn't. I just wanted to sing. I didn't know what it was going to look like. But you know what? Even though my roots were in country music with what I do, and and I suppose I chose country because, let's face it, I was no spring chicken, 18 years of age, singing. I'm 30 now by the time I really decide to do something with my life. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be a pop star. I I refuse to dress like half of them anyway, so Mm -hmm. that wasn't going to help me. And I just knew that wasn't where I wanted to be. And funnily enough... We found that we could write songs. We could write country songs and we could write gospel and Christian songs too. So it just seemed natural to continue down those paths. And yes, I love my country, but my heart's with my gospel for sure. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about gospel later on in the conversation. Now, had you and Fred ever written songs before this? No, never. He used to write me poetry when we were dating. Oh, wow. Yes. Fred, what a romanticist. I know, right? (laughs) Well, (laughs) it just goes to figure. Don't Look, he's great. He doesn't want to buy me flowers, though, because let's face it, they die. So I've got to actually (laughs) work on that a little bit more. But um, he is a romantic and he's, he's thoughtful. He always puts me first, always in everything, every decision he makes. And yes, he has to have the final say, but he wants to make sure that I'm right with it first. Yep, we agree on that. Nope. He goes, well, babe, I've got to live with it and I've got to make the decision. So, yeah, he always looks after me. It's wonderful. So he was supportive of you right from the start as far as you getting into singing? Well, yeah, and really with everything, even when it comes to being a radio announcer, I remember I'd just released the album, the country album. It was, oh, I don't know, 07, I think it was. And we were living in the MacArthur area at the time and a radio station up on the central coast was looking for people to help out in any way, shape or form. And he saw the ad in the what we call the Country Capital News, which is just a publication for country artists to you know be a part of and learn what's going on in the industry. And he said, hey, babe, why don't you give them a ring and see what you can do? I went, well, what, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know. He said, look, ring and find out. And they had a presenter's course that had just started. So I traveled. It was an hour and a half to two hours every week to go and learn. Well, that's what you do, right? You just do what you've got to do. I did that every week for, I don't know, whatever it was, 10 or 12 weeks. They gave me my own radio show, would you believe? And every step along the way, I was doing pre-records. And Hubby says, you need to learn how to interview people. I can't interview. Yes, you can. You can do it. You know you can do it. And then it was running live shows. I can't do that. Yes, babe, you know you can. I believe in you. You can do anything. Now, if you were to look at my studio here in the MacArthur, well, the sounds of MacArthur, 100.3 FM, mm-hmm. I run four computers, three phones, 
text messages, Facebook, this, that, and the oh other, people coming in and out, you know. But it was a process, and every step along the way, Hubby's always been there to encourage me. Even uh, he will do it till the day I die. I know he will because that's just the man that he is. Now, do you just play your own music? No, I hate playing my own music. I get, I cringe. Even when you wanted to play my CD, I go, oh, do you have to? Because like, that was 10 years ago. We knew nothing. We didn't know what we didn't know. That's how green we were. Mm-hmm. I have learned how to sing since then. Thank goodness for that. Oh, that, that um, could come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And you learn things. I, we did that on a, on a little Casio keyboard. I literally, Fred would say to me, babe, I've got this idea for a song, and he would say, I want it to go da-da-da. i go, okay. So I'd go da-da-da, and I'd find those three notes on the keyboard, and it took me a while. And then I'd work out, okay, what chord could that be? Okay. And thank goodness for my Casio, I had written every note on the key, so I knew where my A, Bs, and Cs all were. <laughs> we're talking real basic here. Oh, 100%, 100%. And then use the backing of it, the Casio to give me an idea of how I want it to go. So we sold a thousand albums and I wasn't gigging. I wasn't really out there doing it. And people said, well, who wrote the lyrics? Um, we did. Yeah, but who did the music? Um, we did. Yeah, but who? I, well, we did it all. And they went, well, how do you know how to do that? Eric, I can only put it down to God because we didn't know. Mm. We, we didn't know we couldn't do it. So we did it anyway. Oh, now I have a guys. bit more knowledge. It's dangerous, <laughs> you know, because you start to second guess. Is it good enough? Is it good enough? Mm. But you know what? I think when God's underneath it all, it doesn't matter if it's meant to be. He'll find the way. Whether you have that doubt or not, he will find the way. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with country music singer and radio presenter Jane Kellaway, who is joining us from a community radio station in MacArthur, New South Wales. Next, we'll hear more of her story and more of her music when we return. The Story. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.